Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Inside High School Sports is brought to you by Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Kyrie Demos from the Niagara Gazette, Roger Weiss in studio. Francis and Tom are out on assignment. They are covering today's games. They will bring you all the action. Uh, tune in WNY Athletics. We get your uh, your fix in today. Big day for high school football as well as last night. We had two games. Section 6 versus Section 5. One win, one loss. Three today. Plus we have Monsignor Martin playoffs. Uh, we are also going to talk about the uh, ban on youth football that's coming up in a little bit good morning gentlemen good morning morning anthony how are you morning Kyrie. Good morning, i'm, good morning. I'm already sick okay? of winter <laughs> i'm already sick of winter and it hasn't even started oh god I know. oh no you got another month it's still fall yeah. i know it's depressing autumn part. whatever it's going to make it it just makes it feel it's just longer. battle testing you to get ready for the real winter that's yeah all. that's it that's it this is the... i'm playing a tougher opponent right now get myself ready for the real season in the cup i get it out the way you know <laughs> <laughs> Another theory, Anthony, one, could, Derek. could be, and we were talking about it earlier, maybe uh, if the Far West Regionals are in Brockport, it's going to be cold. Because as cold as it was yesterday, as cold as it is going to be today, it is balmy compared to two years ago. And I still seem to recall Joe Randis. Joe Andreessen of Lancaster running around with short sleeves. I may be wrong. Somebody out there in that arctic atmosphere two years ago was running around with he's a tough, you know just short sleeves of their uh football jersey he's a tougher man than us i don't know well francis would normally be in shorts <laughs> oh yeah that's oh, true well, that's yeah. true. And then, true and then you have that one photographer from section five i don't know his legs but i, I mean, know the one you're talking about his <laughs> legs from the knees down are literally beat red and he's out there smiling Taking pictures, having a good old yeah, time. Yeah, usually has just he like a, a hoodie on, and that's it. He was oh, there last man. night. Yeah, he got an Eskimo parka and and short, and, you know, Bermudas. <laughs> Jeez Louise! Oh man, man. It's, however you want to do it. Yeah, I mean, whatever you know. gets you through, I guess. Uh, all right, let's get into news and notes. Roger, you had a busy week. I saw we posted uh, the pictures, of the signing you attended to, and uh, yeah, get qu- us caught up to date. Quite a few signings, Tony. Yeah, we, we could take the whole hour announcing oh, yeah. all these signings. Oh. There are a few. I want to mention uh, a young lady from East Aurora. Her name is Mary Brinker. You might have remember Emma Brinker, yeah. the basketball player. This is her kid sister. She is going to Penn State on a swimming scholarship. That's no nice. Joke. Swimming Congrats. in the Big Ten, she must be the real deal. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, a few others I want to acknowledge. Uh, and somewhat of a surprise from Sacred Heart, Siobhan Ryan is going to Richmond. She's the third sister that's going to go play D1 basketball uh, following Katie and, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the middle sister's name. She's at Elon. Anyway, 
Uh, I, I'm kind of surprised because I thought rumors had it for the last year or so that she was going to end up at UB, uh, whatever changed her mind. Uh, we know about Danielle Haskell and uh, a few others. Uh, like I say, where does, uh, the list goes on and on. Uh, well, your pictures have received l- plenty of uh, support and likes that we put on our Facebook page. If you go to Inside High School Sports Facebook page, and you'll see uh, the lovely Roger Weiss. <laughs> the lovely Roger Weiss. <laughs> well, Semi, not whatever, quite so you know, much. You know, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, I right. guess. You know, I know you've been having trouble with your ears, Tony. When's the last time you went to the eye doctor? <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh... Yeah, like I say, there are so many names, and there are quite a few that must be waiting until the February signing period and all that. Uh, not too many football players. Uh, obviously, well, we knew about uh, Danielle Haskell from Franklinville going to uh, Canisius. It's mm-hmm. official now. Uh, you know, and there's another pair of sisters, and right now I'm blanking because there's one that would be another family where their third sister is signing to go. Uh, it'll, I'll get... Back to it, you know, in the middle of, oh, I know, Jaden Switek from Orchard Park. Two older sisters, one played basketball at Buff State, and, of course, Shea Switek played uh, softball at Albany State and went to the, uh, not the Super 8, but they went to, uh, to the regionals twice to two years successfully in softball. So uh, her kid sister, Jaden, uh, carrying on a family tradition. Neat, neat. Did you have anything, Kyrie? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, to go along with the signings, uh, Gianna Fazzalori from Sacred Heart, she actually just signed a, a national letter of intent to play for a Kanisha. She's from Sacred Heart. Um, Excuse but, me, Kyrie. Question on that. Yes. She Did she take off and go to Lockport for a year and then come back to Sacred Heart? I believe she did not so. play at Sacred Heart a year ago, and I believe she's from Lockport. Yeah, I believe. She's actually a... Um, she is a Newfane native, so she, I believe she's okay, from Newfane. Okay, Lockport North. Excuse <laughs> me. There's a, there's a little little bit of difference between Newfane yeah, and Yeah, there is. I right. guess that's like calling somebody from Riverside to say they're from Black Rock. That's a no one, too. <laughs> um, some other news and notes. Just, uh, you know, shout-outs to um, Bill Schultz and the uh, Grand Island Vikings. Uh, they were able to win their first crossover Division II um, volley- Boys Volleyball Championship. They knocked off Eden. Um, this team is is 20-0 and 0 on the season. And they've only lost uh, four sets all season long. So, th- th- I mean, this team is the real deal. They, they've wow. done it all season. And, you know, they were – they actually – it's cool, too. They were able to beat Eden after they lost to Eden in the crossover title game last year. So. And Eden's a perennial power. Perennial power, you know. And that's what Coach Schultz was saying. He was like, it was such a big deal because, you know – yeah, he didn't want to necessarily hype it up, but you know that those are like he said they're like our arch nemesis, you know. So being able to get over the hump and get to the Far West Regional round today, playing at uh, Mid Lakes, um, so you know that should be interesting. And you know, shout out to uh, um, Coach Jeff Costello of the uh, of Barker and mm-hmm. their field hockey team. They're playing in the state semis today. Um, if they get a win today, they'll they'll be turning right. Isn't back it in Alden tomorrow. being held in Alden? Yep, it's held in Alden today. Um, it was going to be. Um, at Will North uh, at 10 a.m. today, but they right, switched things moved. around. Yeah, so so I'm actually going to be heading over there after this. But yeah, if they win today, they turn right back around tomorrow and play. So um, best good luck, of luck to them. Best of yeah. luck to them. Absolutely, Anthony. I want films of those uh, four volleyball uh, 
sets at that school was. <laughs> I, I, will get to the bo- I will get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for our G&G Fitness Coach of the Week. If you would like to nominate a coach, simply go to LifeFit.com, list the coach and why you are nominating that coach. Congratulations to Clarence, girls soccer coach David Stefan. Uh, they have reached the AA semifinals. And uh, shout out and best of luck to the team. They are playing today, I believe, at 1230. So uh, best of luck to the Clarence girls soccer team. Hopefully you guys are able to uh, bring home uh, W and continue on to the finals. So we're wishing you. And, and Clarence has had a great year for boys and girls soccer. Boys soccer came pretty close, but uh, Clarence in the double uh, A semifinals. Last Saturday after the program, if you remember, I told you I was headed over to North Tonawanda Little League. They were going at their, their home on uh, Strad Avenue in North Tonawanda. They were having a rally. And to support the uh, the fight, the ban on uh, youth football. And this is a hot topic going around the state right now. Uh, unfortunately, there are some politicians that have, uh, I don't know, kind of supporting the ban, and there are plenty that are against it. And I'd like to thank Angela Morinello and Rob Ort for attending the rally. Uh, it was covered uh, TV. I even got my mug on TV. <laughs> and uh, we, it was, we it was great. <laughs> we, it was a great turnout. Uh, people from all around NASA. I saw members from uh, KAT. I saw uh, Luport there. Uh, it was uh, Niagara Wheatfield, North Tonawanda, as I said. And so it was great support. Now, uh, this Monday, at 6 p.m. at the Wurlitzer Building, NASA is conducting a big rally. We're hoping to get people out there to attend this and support youth football. And uh, joining me on the live line right now, NASA president and my buddy, Ray Turpin. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Oh, doing great, brother. Good it's morning, always Ray. Great. Good morning. Always great to talk to you, buddy. And uh, as I mentioned, we have this Rally coming up on the 18th, and uh, I'm wondering, do people fully realize what's at stake here? I I don't know, Tony. I, there, there's a lot of social media stuff going out. Uh, some of it is true. Some of it is not quite true. Um, and and I just I don't know if if the proper message is getting out across the state. But but I I know that in Western New York, um, we've we've got a good support base. And we're just trying to increase the education and knowledge to to parents and coaches and uh, youth football leadership. And, and we're trying to kind of get the high schools and, and the colleges involved as well um, so that they understand that if if tackle football goes away for, for kids that are 12 years and younger, you know, it's going to change the it's going to change the game. It's going to change the game all the way up. Do people understand that if you ban tackle football 12 and under, uh, the colleges, universities are not going to recruit in New York State? It's that simple. So say goodbye to your chances of scholarships and things like that. It's not going to happen. They're not going to come here. Uh, they have too much money to uh, to invest in these players uh, to go in and taking a look at kids who are so far behind the curve nationally that it just won't be worth universities to uh, recruit in this area. You know, and, and you and I had the uh, discussion beforehand, uh, before the rally last Saturday, and the, uh, we both talked about the importance of getting the message out, but not just getting the message out, but to show people, you know, tell people this is the truth. This is what it, it is. There's no, uh, you know, bending it uh, one way or another. Here's the information. You decide for yourself. 
Well, and and part of that, Tony, is there's so many elements to this, including uh, the high school, the the college, and and potentially professional players. But ultimately, what it comes down to is keeping these kids safe. And and there, there's one loud message right now that that kids that tackle at that age are not going to be safe. That that the tackling at that age is going to harm them um, in the long term. And it, there's just when you look at the studies that are out there, and there's multiple studies, there's studies from University of Colorado, there's studies from the University of Texas, um, there's, there's so many different studies out there that show that, that tackle football at that age uh, does not lead to uh, the events, especially today. You know, many of those that, were, that, have, that have suffered from the CTE, you know, they, they played 15-plus years ago, when they didn't have the advances in, in technology and equipment, that they didn't have the education and knowledge of the coaches, that, that coaches weren't certified and trained in concussion awareness and being able to you know, recognize when a kid uh, is, is suffering from, from uh, a, a hit to the head, that we take them out and they sit out until we, we get medical evaluation, that you know, the, the, the new tackle techniques, the new blocking techniques to keep the head out of the, out of the tackle and out of the block. I mean, there's so many more advances today than there were 15-plus years ago. And, and, yes, many of the people that, that are suffering CTE didn't have those advantages and didn't have those, uh, the, the science behind it to show uh, how, can we, how can we make the game safer. Not to mention the equipment wasn't as advanced as it is, as it is right now. Helmets have come a long way from the time when I played, uh, from when Kyrie played, uh, from when Roger followed high school football. Well, then again, that was leather helmets, so it's, that's a whole different story. <laughs> we no put face- our helmets in our back pockets when we weren't playing <laughs> well, out on the field. Man. Just unfolded them real quick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie the freshman, there you go. For Fre- uh, for, for. Now, uh, Ray, you mentioned about the studies, and one thing that I read was you have to look for peer-reviewed. Yes. When you're looking at a study, make sure that it says peer-reviewed. Uh, this way it's not just an opinion of one person. Absolutely, and, and if you follow, you know, look at where, this, look at where the study is published as well. Um, in the last probably six or seven months, there's been at least four studies published with the Journal of American Medical Association, uh, the, the Journal of Occupational um, uh, Journalistic, uh, I can't remember the, the name of that one, I'm sorry, but there, there's a number of them that are out there, and they are peer-reviewed, you know, and, and those are the studies that, that we really need to rely on, not some of the studies that are not peer-reviewed, that have not been evaluated by by a neutral party to ensure that the data is correct and the collection of the data is correct yeah because you're going to have you could have a study but it has a motive behind it and you know it has an agenda so that's what you have to be careful another thing that you mentioned and you know how we need to get uh everybody involved is not just for youth because the ripple effect is so big but one thing i've noticed and and i've posted uh information about our our the last two rallies uh, one last week and the one coming up monday on the inside high school sports page i posted it on my page but the one thing that I'm, i'm not seeing is the support of high school coaches I'm not seeing seeing uh, uh, that out there saying, "Hey, we're with you guys." You know, you know, what can we do? Uh, I I don't know where it is. Well, I do know that uh, when they had the hearing, the uh, New York State Assembly Health Committee had the hearing in October, October 29th. 
I do know that the executive director for the New York State Public High School Athletic Association uh, testified uh, in support of of the opposition. Okay, good. Uh, so we did we did have at least the head the head person uh, give testimony at the hearing. So. Uh, whether that's filtered down to all of the all of the individual high schools or sections, I don't know. Um, you know, we've put out an invitation to to numerous people to attend on Monday night, um, and, and including you know the rest of of NASO organizations. Um, we partner with the uh, the West the West New York Amateur Football Alliance. Uh, so you know, uh, they I know that they've reached out to many of their organizations that 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 we all work together under the alliance. So, you know, we're trying to get the word out as, as best as we can. And, you know, it, it's moving fast because if, if the health committee votes it to the floor and it's only going to take 14 out of the 26 members of the health committee to vote this to the, to the assembly floor, and if they do that, and, and again, that's the, uh, the January legislative session, if, if 14 members voted to the floor, then it's going to be open for the entire assembly to vote yes or no up or down on whether or not they adopt the bill. So we need to get our voices heard. We need our voices to be heard. We need people to attend this rally on uh, on Monday, 6 o'clock, at the Wurlitzer uh, Building in North Tonawanda. Uh, have you talked to other leagues around? I mean, NACE is one of the biggest ones in the area, but there are other leagues. Have you talked to presidents of other leagues, and if they've reached out to you, uh, how, you know, how do we get involved? How do we have rallies? Hopefully they're having rallies uh, like we are. Well, one of the things that's kind of come out of this, Tony, is a, an organization called the New York State Council on Youth Football was developed, was created. Uh, they just got their corporation papers a couple of weeks ago. Um, members of that include uh, leagues from Long Island, from Watertown, from Binghamton, uh, so all, all points of the state. And so that, that council is slowly gathering steam and, and gathering members uh, to basically give representation of all the leagues across the state. And so I know that, that many of those those individuals are waiting to see how our rally goes on Monday, and lessons learned from our rally will help them put on their rallies in their location. Good, good, good. Roger has a quick question yeah, for you, Ray. Yeah, quick, quick question. This is youth football. It's considered 12 and under? No, sir. The, the, bill, the, the bill that they're proposing is to ban youth tackle football for 12 years and under. So you would still be able to tackle if you were older than 12. So so 13 would be when tackle football would be allowed to start in New York State if this bill goes into play. Well, then would that almost put the end of mod- uh, modified football as well? And, it, you know, what do they have to do, start at the JV program? Well, you talk about New York State being totally ignored when it comes to scouting after that. It's, it's outrageous. 13 years to start tackle football. So, yeah, you would have the battle between what we call varsity football at the youth level and modified, which is essentially the same uh, age group. So Correct. you have your choice when you're going to play one or the other. The odds are that youth football will go completely away you know the uh, to to have a league for just one team that's kind of difficult to I feel pull. like it's going to be a slippery slope because I, I can even just think to myself as a kid I, I started playing modified when I was eleven but I know we had twelve year olds thirteen year olds on the team so it's like you know one third of the team can play on the team but a whole two thirds of the team can't even play so it's like 
How's the dynamic going to the be setback, there? The setback would be huge. You're thinking about all, everything that, you know, youth football is the foundation of mm-hmm. the game. And I explained this to the uh, TV stations last week. Without the foundation, the house is going to crumble. Oh, yeah. And there's no other way around it. Ray, well put. Ray, I'm going to let you go uh, again. Monday night, 6 o'clock, Wurlitzer Building. NACE is putting this on. Hopefully other NASA members, uh, you know, from Williamsville, Lancaster, Clarence, all you guys. Hopefully we see you guys there in support. Uh, let's put an end to this madness. And, Tony, just, just real quick, uh, Senator Ort will be present again as well as Angela Mornello. Uh, cool. we've asked, uh, and, and I know that uh, Niagara County legislators will be present. We've asked Erie County legislators to be present. We ask, you know, if you have a youth football team, and remember, it's also going to affect the cheerleaders, too, because if there's no football team, then who are the cheerleaders going to cheer for? So, it, you know, it's, it, it affects all of our youth being able to get out there and participate in a sport. And so we ask, you know, not just the NASA members, but, but all of the members across western New York, um, from Rochester West, you know, if you, if you can come out and help support us, uh, we'd love to see you out there. We're, we're going to be providing a lot of information at the, at the rally. Outstanding stuff, Ray. I'll talk to you then, buddy. Thank you. We'll see you on Monday. All right, Ray Turpin, president of NASA. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to go over the games last night. We have games to pre- uh, preview today. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening inside high school sports. Thanks to Ray Turpin from NASA for calling in. Hopefully you can attend this uh, this event on Monday, this rally. Show your support for youth football and, uh, you know, let's let her have our voices heard, uh, uh, you know, in New York State. We're not for this band. We think it's ridiculous. Show up, support, 6 o'clock Monday night at uh, the Wurlitzer Building. All right, before we get into talking about the games, we did have the Connolly Cup finalist that was released this week. And uh, congratulations to the finalists. I say St. Francis quarterback Jake Ritz and uh, teammate Xavier. How do you pronounce it, Raj? In the old country, we say Janslich. Yeah, yeah, okay. Janslich is the angle. Janslich, okay, thank you. And I got this right from uh, corroborated by. uh, Former uh, state senator Bill Stahovsky, he confirmed that he's a regular at the St. Francis games. Thank you. Uh, so let's see. South Park running back linebacker Keith Jackson, uh, defensive end running back uh, Marquan Fluitt, Amherst running back Anthony McCarley, Bennett running back DJ Perry, uh, let's see, Canisius's CJ Oslins. Star Point wide receiver QB DB, uh, you know ticket kicker. seller, <laughs> you know whatever you want. Athletic director <laughs> Joe Carlson, uh, Southwestern's running back linebacker Tuan Wright, and St. Joe's wide receiver linebacker Micah Brown. Congratulations to the finalists. And Trench will be coming out soon too, right? Yes. Raj? And for all the naysayers out there, okay, maybe there was one that's left off. Fine. If this person was left off, if he's on it, which one of these ten would you drop off? That would oh, be we a run very, into that every year. very tough decision. So yeah, it uh, is. I had a discussion. I know the one person on the Facebook page, and uh, we were guilty of saying, "Well, it was pointed at uh, the schools down south," and I, uh, you know, alluded to how they were south was well represented with Kurt Fisher. Mm-hmm. Well, as it turns out, there the guy says the person they had in mind is from the north. So I'm only guessing that it must have been t- talking about uh, 
uh, Jaden Hears. Hears. I was going to say. Was, that was the one that I thought was missing from yeah. the list, from my personal viewpoint, from what I've seen. Yeah. But, again, like I say, if we put Hears on, who do we take on? Right, exactly. And it's tough, too, because, you know, I, I can obviously, you know, covering, covering Hears all season, you know, I can definitely vouch for him. But he's got a few things working against him. I think the team's leading rusher was Schrock. You know, and then well, you know what it was too. If they would have made it to the stadium where they could right. have seen him, the stadium games are tiebreakers. Oh, definitely. When you got fifteen, sixteen guys and vying for the final ten, yeah, and some of them end up playing at the stadium. If they do well, they're going to be pushed up, and the others are going to be on the outside looking in. Yeah. That's the way of life with the That's Conley the- Cup. But you know, if again, if you take. If someone else you think should be on, who do you remove from the list? Right. It's a good trick if you can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know. Can we expand it to 30? <laughs> oh, my goodness. We would never, it would never end. No, well, you're right. Well, the people oh that were uh, 31st, 32nd, how come he's not on the list? It'd only make it worse, not better, Anthony. Sorry, oh, I'm man. trying here. I'm just trying to make things better for Dennis Sorrow. Uh, okay, great job by the committee in coming up with these finalists. And as you said, uh, the Trench Trophy finalists will be coming out shortly. Now, we had two games last night in Class A. South Park dropped to Canadagua, and Kleiman Sherman Panama defeated Notre Dame of Section 5. Yeah, uh, just, you know, talking with um, Prep Star Western New York's um, Tom Rapisi, um, he was at the game last night, and he said that CSP is just, they're steamrolling right now. Um, just being able to see, I mean, they were up, I believe it was they were up, what, 47 to Eight at one point. Yeah, it was thirteen nothing. Uh, Notre Dame scored late in the first half mm-hmm. and got the two point conversion to make to pull within five. Mm-hmm. And after that, uh, and like I say, CSP was a machine out there. And I don't know if Tom's going to call in, but uh, Tom says if he doesn't get an opportunity to call on to please emphasize the line play of CSP. They were outweighed and outmanned. I mean, there were a few vehemoths on that uh, Notre Dame line, and CSP just, with you know, mechanical technique, whatever it technique took. Technique is what you call it, right? Just, <laughs> I mean, the holes that were open for, you know, the running the backs did well, but... There were holes that, Anthony, you and I could have crawled Let's through. Let's not push it. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. My they, knee's been bothering me lately. They were very <laughs> impressive. Uh, you know, like the coach says, 11 down, you know, two to go. Mm-hmm. Far, and probably the de facto state championship te- game in Class D should be next week. What a surprise. The other team for the uh, – Western semifinal, Tioga. I mean, you know, they get Aren't their, they there every year? I was just going to say they get their mail at the uh, West semifinal every year because they are man. always there. Last year, uh, CSP really did a number on them, so they're going to be ready. You know, you're going to get their A game from them next week, so CSP will have to bring their A game. But right now, they are looking really good. And I'm going to give a shout to my favorite uh, line person, from CSP, Sally Watson got into play about a dozen snaps last oh, cool. night. Held huge. her own, and uh, I'm just so proud of her. That's cool. Love that really that. is cool. Probably the first non-kicker from the Section 6 area to play in a Far West Regional. Uh, the only person I can think of contact, and here's a name you'll remember, Anthony, Megan Wepner. Her mom was uh, Kathy from Williamsville that used to be on the uh, uh, your 
WBEN show. Anyway, her daughter played safety for uh, Cardinal O'Hara oh, and wow. then, then went into the Marines, and I think she's already out of the Marines. But, okay. uh, again, Sally Watson, you're the best. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I saw a quote from uh, South Park coach Tim Delaney. He said, we really ran into a, an outstanding team today, you know, proud of his kids and, and whatnot, and, uh, you know, especially the seniors, but the juniors have work to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough, but, I mean, when you run into a, a – there's nothing you can do. You, yeah, they went into a quality opponent. Yeah, I've um, you know, with me going to St. John Fisher, I, I've known some people from Canandaigua and everything. So they've they've been building that program for some time now, and you know, to see, I think they've finally just been breaking through the last couple of years. So it was just their time, you know what I mean? They they you know handled business. So hats off to the Braves. Not only that, they the uh, Section Five teams in Class A. There's about a half a dozen really good teams, and just to get to right. win the Section Five championship in Class A, sure, oh yeah, that's they've been through. They played playoff the games ring. already. South Park had it relatively easy. They did. Uh, if McKinley was the best opponent they could come up with, you know, <laughs> there was just such a big difference from. Between South Park and McKinley, yeah. after McKinley on down, there's a bit of parity in Class A. Right, but South Park, it was just they, it, it was too easy for South Park. They had no competition. Whereas Canandaigua, boy, they were impressive last night. Very impressive. What was it? Uh, you know, what were they able to do? Everything. I mean, obviously, shut down the big playmakers yeah, of South Park. In 25 words or less, anything they wanted to do. <laughs> wow. They were, Man. and you know. There's something you don't see too often, even on the better teams on Section 6. If six players go in for whatever team's on, six players come out. You never even have to worry about them counting to make sure they have 11 on the team. That's what's so impressive. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do in every situation. That comes down to discipline. Yeah. You know, and that's coached in the team. So I wouldn't be surprised well if they team. can take it uh, right to the carrier. Note. Well, I was going to ask you that. I, you know, how does it look from here? Usually, if uh, you know, whoever's coming out of uh, five, is, whoever's come out of five or six, is the one that's going to probably reach uh, the finals. Real strong chance. I'm not there. familiar with the section three, section four teams, but uh, boy, if there's a team that can uh, match up with uh, Canandaigua. Next week, that's going to be a heck of a game. And you think about this: if you're South Park and you watch, you know, you lose to Canandaigua, Canandaigua goes on to win the state title. More, there's no shame in in your season whatsoever. I mean, there shouldn't be anyway. Right. But uh, look, hey, it took a state champion to knock us out. Right. Exactly. That's like I told Mark Adair last night, he's he's talking about which team lost. I says, Mark, there are no losers at this level. There's a winner and there's a runner up. You right. can't mention Mark Adair today, Roger. I'm sorry. <laughs> My Michigan, oh, Michigan Mr. State it's today. Michigan, Michigan State, oh. Kyrie, you know. Michigan, there's a big brother. Michigan, Michigan yeah, State there. Yeah, Mark is a big Michigan State fan, and uh, <laughs> despite that, I still like him and, and uh, talk to him, but just not today. That's my guy right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me today. You got a Yankees uh, shirt on. Oh, man. I gotta, I'm going to have to go and seek a safe space or something like <laughs> that. This guy's coming after me left and, and right. Let's get in and talk about some of the games going on today. Monsignor Martin. It's a big day for Monsignor <sighs> Martin. Uh, you've got uh, St. Mary's taking on time, and that's at 3 o'clock. And the games are at UB, and Canisius and St. Francis tonight at 6. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. I can't wait to um, see how that one turns out. I, I got to check out the Joe's Canisius game last week, and, you know, especially leading into the week, uh, leading into the game, I got to talk to the guys on the Canisius side, and you could tell that, that Joe's, that first Joe's matchup really was 
burning them, you know what I mean? So they, they were itching to get that one back, and they, they showed up. They really locked down um, the, the the Joe's offense, and I really think – I know the weather was definitely a, a factor in that. It was the uh, – you guys actually were talking about it with it being the first, like, windy, cold, wintry type of day. Um, you know, that, that really affected Kellen Wither in the uh, passing game, so – one thing I want to mention, I'm going to use that game as an example. We're talking about the Conley Cup. All right, St. Francis has Ritz and uh, Janschlik. Canisius has Oslins. And just as an example, supposing uh, Oslins tonight scores seven touchdowns and rushes for 800 yards. Right. That has no bearing on the Conley Cup. That's crazy. Not only are the 10 finalists selected, they've already voted. And if Dennis hasn't counted the votes yet, Nobody knows who the Conley Cup winner is, but Conley Cup voting is done and taken care of. That's so, crazy. Well, they do it. Uh, Kyrie, this goes back to the 48 years ago mm-hmm. uh, when the Conley Cup started. Uh, there was no uh, Far West Regional. There was no state championship. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened. In fact, they didn't even play at the Ralph yet. Wow. Uh, so that's back then was the setup for the Conley Cup. That's one thing they haven't changed over the years. Mm-hmm. They feel it's fair to all schools if you only have the same number of games played. How's this uh, O'Hara Saint uh, Saint Mary's game gonna? Uh, you know, how's that gonna go? I'm not sure. I feel like um, you know these th- these two teams matchups. Well, I, I don't I don't know if they played each other. I believe did they play each other in, in the I think St. Season? Mary's won earlier in yeah. the year, if I'm not mistaken. I thought Tymon was playing one of them. Today. I mean, I'm sorry, Tymon is playing O'Hara. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say. Anthony, don't confuse me. If I want to be confused, <laughs> I'll just stay home, home with my I wife. <laughs> I was up extra early this day. I had to go for blood work. <sighs> See what uh, I got to yes, deal sorry. with, <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, Coach Licata's uh, Tymon team, mm-hmm. I, I think they have enough uh, firepower they do. on their offense. Uh to be a little bit too much for O'Hara to handle today, so I'm I'm looking, you know, I'm looking for time and I think to come out on top. And they've really come back around. They started a little slowly, but they've they've really hit hit their stride. And I, I think that you know they what, played a good game against a good Wilson team earlier. Yep. I saw that one, so I like the way they look. All right, let's take a break, guys. When we come back, we're going to talk with Tom Prince. We're going to talk about uh, today's other three games going on in at, uh, in Brockport area. And don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us. Plenty to talk about in the sports world. Keep it locked right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports. Sports Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 tonight, 7 o'clock. The Sabres and Ottawa right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. And, of course, tomorrow... You're going to want to tune in bright and early. All-day coverage of the Buffalo Bills-Miami Dolphins game. Hopefully the Bills look a little bit better than they have, especially since last week. Let's go to the phones, and we're going to say good morning to Tom Prince, who is getting ready for to call the action for WNY Athletics. Good morning, Tom. Hey, guys. How are we doing today? Uh, we're trying to stay warm. That's one thing. And uh, we're having a blast. Kyrie and I were just having a blast during the break talking about uh, our football banquet that we had last week for Niagara Falls Junior Football Club. And I was telling Kyrie the story of a little Joey Bossinger who was uh, he's sick this year um, in and out of the hospital, and we gave him a sportsmanship award. And I was telling Kyrie the reaction to Joey when we announced his name and receiving this award just broke down in tears. 
absolutely amazing. And to think that uh, the state wants to take those kind of moments away, oh, that really bothers me. So it was great, uh, great stuff from last week. Now, you're ready to uh, stay, hopefully staying warm in the booth. Uh, listen, it, we got to remember, we got to leave all the windows open to make sure that the uh, video gets out there. So, it, oh. so last night, but, uh, I, you know, I'll tell you, I, I heard you guys listen, and uh, Roger, thanks for saying something about that CSP line. Uh, Tony, unbelievable line play by CSP. They stood up, and probably if I was to name an MVP of that CSP game, I'm going to tell you I'd go right to the offensive line. Outside of the offensive line, one name that we haven't mentioned yet, John Swiback. What a game this kid had. Touchdown. He has an interception all over the place defensively with tackles. This kid was unbelievable on the field for CSP. And then you had other heroes from Connor Cooper, who had a fantastic game running the ball, also in on tackles defensively. And then the name that we've been talking about uh, multiple weeks as the lead into the stadium, Zavon Overton. What a game he had, especially on the special team standpoint, running back a touchdown on special teams and another time almost running back and, get, and giving his team fantastic field position. CSP did everything right, give them credit, and some of the unsung heroes stepped up and was big for CSP. Outstanding. I, I absolutely love it. Uh, today's games, you're looking at uh, Lancaster taking on McQuaid. Uh, kind of surprised that McQuaid beat Aquinas, uh, but uh, this McQuaid team is stacked. Uh, how does that game look to you, Tom? You know, I mean, uh, listen, on paper you've got to say right now, McQuaid, you're looking at the team that, you know, is, is probably on paper the better team. Do not count out this coaching staff at Lancaster. They are going to be prepared. They are going to throw stuff at McQuaid that they haven't seen before. I am sure of it. I've seen it, and they are going to be in this game. Watch out because Lancaster could still pull this one off. Especially, Anthony, if they don't do the turnovers they've done in uh, recent weeks, like the first half of both Orchard Park games, for that matter. If Lancaster can avoid that and let their defense do their thing, Lancaster is very capable of winning. Now, two things that you can't do at this point is turn the ball over and have uh, multiple penalties. You have to keep those both in check. Uh, Maritime Charter, they're taking on Livonia. That's at 315. You know, you got to like Maritime. They, it seems like they are peaking. They are playing unbelievable ball right now. I don't know if there's anybody in the state that's going to be able to play with them. I would think so. Uh, um, you know, especially uh, led by the – they don't have any one man to go to. They line up in a three-man, old-fashioned 1960s T that, formation. That team, and team. it's like three options if he doesn't keep the ball and run it himself. Yeah, pick your poison. Yeah. yeah uh, again – how do you concentrate on one or even two people in there? You can't. I feel like, especially at this time of year, that's the most effective formula because, you know, if you come in, okay, yeah, we got to stop this tailback, shut him down, that sh- you shut down their offense. They've got Not so many happen. different pieces. It's, I mean, If it's, you can run the ball at this point in the season, you have a great shot. We saw that with Randolph, uh, how many uh, long runs that they had into this, you know, along with state championships where they just pound the ball down people's throats. Here's what we're 
we're going to do, try and stop us. What's going through Pat Slater's mind? What's that quarterback doing throwing a pass? Are you <laughs> kidding me? Hey, uh, Tom, just for the record, uh, you know, you're complaining about having had the windows open. I saw Cam Barmore last night. Uh, he forgot to put on his long sleeve shirt under there. He didn't seem to have a problem with the weather. So I don't see how opening the windows should be that much of a detriment to your performance. No, and, and I'll tell you, Cam had a great game, too, with a touchdown himself, also defensively with a couple of tackles for a loss. He was big. Tony, I tell you, you just brought up the run game. The run game is going to be huge for any team yesterday and today. The wind is blowing out here, and it's blowing significantly, which will affect kicking game as well as any passing game that's out there. So if you can't run the ball effectively and those offensive lines don't step up, it's going to be a long day for any of your teams. Yeah, good point. Uh, Southwestern taking on Warsaw-Letchworth at 12 o'clock. You guys have been saying it all year. Southwestern is just a machine. And Section 5, I don't think, in Class C doesn't seem – I know the state rankings are a bit tough to read because you're comparing oranges and apples, but there aren't very many, if any – Section 5 teams in the top 25 for Class C. Yeah. And just talking about Southwestern, I mean, just being able to see them last week uh, for the first time, like, I mean, Taiwan Wright is a man. He's, I mean. Talk about a kept secret for um, throughout uh, Section 6. Literally, like, I mean – I mean, he's still running. You know what I mean, this kid was going. Bananas. Yeah, he should be. He he's leaving early for the Carrier Dome. He's going to meet the team now. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> like man, oh man. But yeah, to be able to see what he can do, and you know, they've got a few other pieces too that they can run the ball with too. And um, I, I like what they they're doing up front and everything. So they're, they're going to be a tough challenge uh, for anybody in the state. Tom, we have about a minute left. Is there anything that you want to throw in about today? First of all, how do people tune in and listen to you guys? So they could either go to NFHS, watch the video stream, or they could go to Mixler.com, listen to the audio stream, $9.99 for NFHS, free on Mixler. Tony, one last comment. I will. we didn't talk a lot about the South Park game. Give them credit in the second half. I love the change that uh, Coach Delaney makes. Bingo. He leaves Fluitt in the backfield to block and as a blocker to give Hepburn time. Hepburn was amazing in this game. What he did to give himself more time to throw the ball and give his team a chance to stay in this game was fantastic. I love the adjustments, and if they come out in the beginning of the game like that, who knows, this game could have been totally different. But I like the adjustments and like what South Park did in the second half. Yes, uh, good stuff. I mean, sorry to see that their season came to an end. We were definitely pulling for them. uh, But, uh, you know, Coach Delaney does a great job at South Park, and – you know, there's there's always next year, and that's a, that's a team you know is always going to be a wreck with. Hey, Tom, have a great day today. Best of luck. Uh, stay. Try to stay warm as much as you can. I will. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Tom Prince, WNY Athletics. Thanks to Derek Kramer for producing. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 